Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. the full-time reaction to Celtic 3, Dundee 2. I'm joined as always this Sunday on Axon Pod by Kevin McCluskey. How are you doing, Kevin? Oh, I'm relieved, I think, more than <laughs> anything else. <laughs> it was a tight one, it was a tight one. There was a, there was a point during that second half where I thought we were going to have, again, not much to talk about because it seemed like a bit of a, I think honking was the word I used at one point during the second <laughs> half. Um, before we get obviously to the magical moment towards the end of the match, what did you make of the majority of the second half performance? Honking. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a better word to describe it. It just sums it up perfectly. It was dreadful. It really yeah. was. Right. Writing my notes down again, I've got a couple of chances in the first few minutes of the half. Mm. Half chances for Maeda and McGregor. 
and then then nothing until the subs really from a Celtic point of view <laughs> it, was, it was dire lots of the ball but absolutely zero creativity really no clear chances didn't look like that goal was going to come until it eventually did yeah, it was uh, it was certainly heart and mouth stuff for the majority of the the, the the second half. One of the standout moments from that second half, I was so gutted that it was offside, but that, that overhead kick slash volley from Jota into the far side, almost Van Basten-esque, uh, would have been special to see that one be the winner. Yeah, would have been. Uh, I forgot about that one, actually. But yeah, that was some technique for that goal. Yeah. Clearly offside, so you know, there's not going to be any debate about that. But a fantastic technique, and you know, had it been onside, goal of the season contender. But you know, as it was, counted for nothing. <laughs> Obviously, before we got the winner uh, in the match, we were two one up going into the second half, uh, and Dundee pulled it back to two each. Um, yet another set piece. That's two set pieces we've conceded from today. Um, talked about the first one in the first half, and it was a bit of a shambles. Don't let the ball bounce, etc. Where did we go wrong with that second one? Do you think? I mean, I'll give Dundee credit for the second goal to a degree because the, the delivery from the free kick is excellent. It's, mm. uh, again, it's into that right real danger area between the kind of six-yard box and penalty spot. But the boy Sweeney wins a free header in between Carter Vickers and Starfelt, and that should mm. not be happening. Again, one of them has got to be commanding in that situation and put a head on it. Just get something on it. Get it out of play. But... A terrible goal to give away um, and really sucker punch at the time because Dundee offered nothing going forward in the whole game, I didn't think. It, their only threat was at set plays and they showed us up for being pretty vulnerable at defending them. Yeah, I think they really did. I think the, the thing that was shocking for me from that point of view was I think this is maybe one of the games and I don't know if you agree with this but one of the games where I thought our chances were fewest and further between out of all the matches that we've had so like you say like Dundee didn't pose much of a a threat but then neither did we and I think that's why it was such a stalemate for so much of the 90 minutes Yeah I think so I mean we were talking before the game that this is one where we could go and you know hit well we did score three but we could hit three four five without reply and Mm. we would kind of kind of dominate the game, steamroll Dundee and have the game won by half time. But aye, we were really, really dreadful <laughs> for long spells. We we created very little in terms of clear cut chances. Even in the first half we were looking at kind of snapshots in the box. Yakimakis's first goal was striker's instinct mm. to swivel and, and get that shot away. But there was nothing where we were really peppering the goal with shots or kind of threatening for long spells of time. We just we just didn't get going today. And maybe you give Dundee credit for that. You know, their game plan wasn't to come out and attack, it was to sit back and defend. And they put nine or ten men behind the ball at all times. And that can be difficult to break down. As much as we're kind of used to coming up against sides like that, we don't always have the answer. Mm. Oh, one of the viewers, um, I'll let you read the, the viewer name for yourself, but says uh, this is where the bottom of the league teams start digging in. They're play, playing for their wages. And I think mm-hmm. I think Dundee definitely showed that today. It's probably worth taking a bit of time, like you say, to 
to give them that credit, they are obviously reaching a key point in the season for them where if they're going to turn it around, it has to be now. Do you think that's what we were seeing today? Was a team knowing that they've got to do as much as they can to save their season? I think so, yeah. I mean, that's insane with them coming here. If they came out and attacked and tried to play football, they were going to get ripped apart because they don't have the players to do that against a team like Celtic. So their only hope was really to sit in and defend They've got a new manager to impress, so as much as I thought they wouldn't get that new manager bounced straight away, you know, maybe they did. They were putting their body on the line more than normal. Um, and they're always going to raise their game coming to Celtic Park. So perhaps we underestimated Dundee and, and what they would bring to this game as a defensive side or as a well-organised unit today. So we mm. give them give them credit for stifling us, but it didn't make it an enjoyable game to watch. Yeah, no, it certainly wasn't an enjoyable game to watch. Um, There was various points of the match, I thought, and I don't know if you agree, where I just felt as though, and it was the same as against Bodo on on Thursday, you know, so often the the forward passing from the midfield especially has been so deadly for us this season, and it just seems like we we weren't able to find those decisive passes throughout the match, um, almost as if, you know, we were swinging balls into the box in hope rather than expectation because we couldn't break them down. Is that a fair assessment, do you think? Or do you think there was something else going on there? Yeah, I noticed that a few times. We seemed to just maybe hurry it and try and get the ball in to the middle as quickly as we could, mm. which is maybe understandable. And it was maybe maybe that's how we are showing our frustration now. It's not so much that we're always going to commit bodies forward. It's that we're just going to rush things a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, again, you look and say somebody like Rogic was missed for a long yeah. spell in today's game. He could have been the man to unlock a defence if we'd had him on the, the, the field earlier. It's always easy to come up with these things in hindsight, though, because looking mm-hmm. at it at the start of the game, I think uh, O'Reilly was a, a better choice to have in than Rogic because he performed better in midweek. But yeah, I think today it might just have been that kind of wanting to win the game a little bit too much mm. and losing composure at times trying to get that. Yeah, it's funny because I, I was thinking about that myself during the second half where, where part of our praise in the first half had been that we didn't lose our composure, we didn't panic and yet in the second half I saw it creeping in a little bit um, which obviously, you know, in seasons gone by, I don't think we'd have got the result we came out with and we'll get to, to the goal uh, soon. The, the the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was the substitutions. Obviously, a few key substitutions there, Rogic and Abada coming on in the second half. How much of an impact do you think they had? Do you think they were partly responsible for the turnaround in the game? Yeah, I think uh, I think making changes at that time, it was right. It was the right time to do it. And I think they were probably the right players to come on. As I say, Rogic in and around the box with his quick feet is usually, you know, good for creating a chance. Um, he's been a little bit off his game, I think, for the last couple of appearances. Even felt today the chance that we were, excuse me, with about ten minutes to go edge of the box, he tried to take an extra touch, instead of getting a shot away. But he's always likely to set something up to create something. And Abada's, uh, you know, I've used this word before about him, but I think he's flying at the moment. You know, he's always mm. going to cause, cause defence's issues. He's very direct at the way he just wants to take his man on and get a ball into the box nice and early. So I kind of, uh, yeah, almost game-changing substitutions bringing them on. 
Um, I felt as well, actually, Beaton coming on when he did was mm. a good move because looking at I've got I've got to say before you before you break that yeah. down, I have to say I turned to um my mum who I was sitting watching the match with and she asked me how long there was to go and I said there's twelve minutes to go and they've just taken O'Reilly off and put on Beaton. So I actually thought at the time it was a signature we weren't going to get in from the game, but you're right, I think he did make a big difference when he came on. Yeah, yeah. I mean I I think Beaton gets a lot of stick at times from the Celtic fans mm. and it's not always justified. And I think it's easy to look and go, oh, you've taken off an offensive player on O'Reilly and brought in a defensive player when you need a goal. It doesn't always add up and make sense. But actually, Beaton's a pretty pretty offensive player when he wants to be. And mm-hmm. he, he, he can control that kind of uh, holding role in the midfield. And it allowed McGregor to get further forward, which is where he's at his best as well. Yeah. Um, so I think it actually helped us. And by that point, O'Reilly's influenced kind of really waned in the game anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I think that was a, actually a very clever sub to bring Beaton on at that point. Yeah, I thought that was. And uh, uh, Polymorphous agrees with you on YouTube, says, um, I wouldn't have brought Beaton on, but he was very good and helped us win there, which I, I do agree with. Um, mm-hmm. Another um, another thing we want to, to bring up, just while we're on the positives of the team so far, Ralston, excellent today. Keep him and Juranovic at fullback. Taylor has lost his place. Now, that's a bit of a... I, I would say I agree and disagree slightly with that Like because we've, we, we've talked about it at length today. Obviously, I think you and I both agree Juranovic's preferred position is right back, but that leaves um, that leaves Ralston out the team when he had such a good performance today and it obviously means having to give left back to either Scales or Taylor. Where do you stand on what the viewers said there, like, are you in agreement that that would be your preferred fullbacks, or would you still go back to Juranovic and Taylor? Uh, this is where you do your Brian thing, isn't it? And you can definitely put forward both arguments and that <laughs> yourself to death on this point. Because uh, Ralston's hardly put a foot wrong all season when he's played, mm. but Juranovic is the number one right back. Yeah. Juranovic comes in and does well on the left, but he's not a left footed player. And I feel it's always beneficial to have a, a left footer on the left. So. Do you know, it's just great to have the options now. Right? Yeah. I, I generally think most games, especially domestically, Taylor will do you the job. Scales can probably do you the job. And you don't really lose that much by having them in, in the team. It's, it is maybe, as you said before, stepping up to the European level. Mm. That they're not good enough. But domestically, um, you know, it, it's really just good to have the options. And you can go either way with that one. And you're not really going to limit the quality that's in the team which is kind of something that we've not been able to do in the last couple of years yeah I think I think you're exactly right it's just having the options there isn't it and, and being able to have the discussion where actually the prospect of leaving a player out is something that you're disappointed about rather than not having enough options to put in the team and um, just to highlight um before we got on and talk about the the, the goal that that sealed the victory just to highlight like the kind of difference in the viewers' opinions. We've got Ridiculizer here says it all seems a bit disjointed. Three lackluster displays on the trot, whereas Daniel F says, um, can we still remember we're a team that is being built? This is practically the start of the season for Gigi, Hatata and Hatate and Maeda. Proud of them as this game would be we would have lost last season. I do agree with that that um some of that point in that I do agree that I think we would have lost that last season or at least not won it anyway. I don't think we would have had the 
had the gumption to come back from 1-0 down um, and then concede an equaliser and then still go on and win the victory. Have you seen today a difference in that mentality from what we were watching last season in terms of determination to go and get the result? Aye, definitely. And we've seen it a few times this season now. We've got Ross County with the 97th minute winner. We've mm. got Dundee United with, what was it, 94th minute or whatever it was when Nabada yep. scored. And then today, <coughs> excuse me, we didn't let the heads go down when we lost the first goal, when we were completely dominant at that point. And last season, last season the heads do go down and we're going to struggle to come back from it. So there's definitely been a big positive change in the mindset at the club, which you've got to just praise Ange to the help for because that's all down to his work. Um, but again, yeah, I can't remember the name of the, the first poster that you put up, the commenter, but he or she is correct again to say that performances recently have been lacklustre, but that's mm. potentially because we've set the bar really high in the last the previous matches. We're now expecting to go out and blow teams away like we did against Rangers every mm-hmm. week. And we're not going to be able to do that. But the important thing is we're not giving up. We're fighting to the death. And if it takes to the 87th minute to get the winner, we're playing to that to get it. Yeah, I think I think exactly right. Um, we'll get on to it now because I, I see a lot of people talking about him in the comments. GG, as we've come to call him. Jorgos Yakimakis has taken a bit of a a Pelton, not least from 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 someone this podcast. Um, we've had our criticisms of him in the past as well, although um, not as not as great as some, I would say. Um, but I think today, mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Without being too hyperbolic about it, could be a turning point for him, couldn't it? That that late uh, hat-trick goal that actually means something that wins as a match when we're struggling how much will this mean to him today in terms of his Celtic career and getting getting things kick-started for him yeah this could be massive for him today you know what we've been saying about him and I think the point I was trying to make earlier on when we were talking about James Forrest is that we only we're really commenting on the performance in each individual game mm. and there's been some games where he hasn't been up to scratch other games where he has been Today, he was excellent and he did exactly what you want your centre-forward to do for Celtic. He was a penalty box, six-yard box striker. He was clinical. I think he had three shots on target and he scored them all. He had one shot that he kind of scraffed that Maeda almost knocked in. He was excellent. And he's got three goals and three goals that mean something. It's not as if he's scored the third goal in a 3-0 win when the game was over. These are three big goals that he's got today. One to level, one to put us in front and one to win it. So his confidence, again, is about to take a big, big boost after this. Um, so, yeah, hopefully this is the game that, that kicks his Celtic career on it and makes him a real viable option now as being the centre forward. Yeah, because I think, to, to take you up on that point as well, I think, um, you know, we've talked about, or I've talked about certainly on the pod before, that, 
you know, uh, Ralston used to be one of those players that signified for us that the team wasn't at full strength, that it was a disappointing pick, that there was a something wrong with the, the team that we, we had to go with him kind of thing. And Yakimakis, while not as negatively thought of as that, quite, was getting to that stage where it was like, if you saw him on the team sheet, you were thinking only of the players that could have been there instead. And um, but hopefully now, like you say, it can be it can be a viable option going forward up front um, in terms of getting goals for us. Do you, do you see him maybe starting more games? I, I I might be wrong, but I I would hazard a guess, and somebody in the comments can correct me if I'm wrong. That might be the first time he's completed ninety minutes. Is it? I was thinking that as well during the game, actually. Mm. I can't remember him having played a full 90 for us up until now. Mm-hmm. So it might very well be. And, you know, you can't drop him for the for midweek after scoring mm-hmm. a hat-trick. So you'd like to think he's got the jersey for at least one more game. But I, I'm remembering not so long ago, as you say, we're looking at the, the teams. If Jackie Marcus was in, there'd be a wee sigh and you'd be thinking, why not even put Abada as the centre-forward? That seems to be maybe his more natural position. Get him through there, have Maeda and Yota or Forrest out wide. But now, now that's a distant memory. And you're thinking it has to be Jackie Marcus. He's now he's the man that's on form. And kinda I think probably being a centre forward, it is all about your current form and your state of mind. Yeah. And and he's you know, he'll be on fire after today. He'll be really up for it now and, and probably can't wait. For the next game, I, I, if I was him, I'd be I'd be banging on the manager's door, trying to make sure I'm definitely on the team sheet now for the game on Thursday. So that would yeah. be my point. And I think, like you say as well, you know, I don't think there's a Celtic supporter out there that wouldn't want Kyogo back in the team as soon as he's fit. But what you want mm-hmm. is a situation where you're having to drop Yakimakis when he scored all these goals, and it actually becomes a hard, hard decision to make. And then, you know, you've got two good strikers on your hands. Um, Craig M on YouTube says, I really like Big GG, works so hard and his finishing's excellent. And then um, Big Angus Beard says as well, I think GG will really push on now. Confidence must be huge. So I think that's what everybody's feeling. And I think it comes back to the point as well, doesn't it, that, you know, for all the criticism he has received, I don't think there's a Celtic supporter out there that wanted him to do badly or wanted him to fail. We were so desperate to see him do well, considering the the scoring record they had in the Eredivisie last season. Exactly. I don't think I don't think there's a Celtic fan out there that wants any Celtic player to fail. And if mm. there is, you know, you've got to question why you're supporting this club. Uh, but yeah, and and I know that I know that a few a few of the folks that come on this podcast were getting that very claim put at them. It was mm. almost like we were wanting them to fail. No one did. You're just commenting on what you see. And what we were seeing in the first few games was a centre-forward who was low in confidence, who hadn't played for... And he'd missed 11 games in a row for us, and then we had the winter break. So he hadn't played for like two, two and a half months. Um, he was always going to be rusty when he came back in. Mm. But now we're seeing him with a few games under his belt, with the confidence, scoring goals... And, you know, we're seeing the centre-forward that Andy spent a couple of million on. Uh, I think I think we're finally getting to see that. And like, like I think it was Danielle in the comments said earlier, for, for him it's almost the start of the season because of the injuries he's had and the time he's taken to get into the squad. So it's, it, it bodes well for the rest of the season. One last exactly. question. He's, on, sorry, sorry, on you say, he's, all, he's, he's almost like a new signing in January. Yeah. You know, you, you say that, use that cliche for a player that's coming back from injury. But he basically has been a new signing coming back in January. 
Yeah, I think so. I think exactly that, especially because we saw so little of him in the first six months of his contract. So it's really good to see him getting back in there amongst the goals. <laughs> one last question on Gigi before we move on to the rest of the team and look ahead to Thursday. Uh, Stephen Bon Bon Bevan says, "Was that the perfect hat trick? Right foot, left foot, and head. I think it was. It must have been him. Uh, yes, must have been. Must have been. Don't I'm care. sure. It... I mean, if, if <laughs> it had to, it's a perfect hat trick. <laughs> it can be a perfect hat trick if it goes in off his bum. I don't care. <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. He could do a, a Matt O'Reilly and knock it in off his bum, as Big Al would say. You know, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. As long as he scored for Celtic, that's the main thing." Absolutely. Um, looking ahead to Thursday night, you talked about Yakimakis making a claim for for the starting lineup. Who else would you like to see in that starting lineup on Thursday? Given that you know all all ideal things, we would like to get back into the tie. We're looking to try and win it if we can. Who do you think can do that for us on Thursday night? Uh, let's go with it. I, can I name a team? Joe Hart's got to be in goals because he's the number one keeper. Mm-hmm. I'd probably go with the back four then that played today. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as I want to see a left footer at left back, the Ralston was excellent today, setting up the winner. Juranovic was solid and always is, regardless of where he plays. Staffelt and Carter Vickers is your normal back two. Mm-hmm. I'd go, and it's it's the midfield I think that we really need to look at. And it's what, you, what you're thinking here. McGregor's got to play. And then it's who plays alongside him. I, I was thinking Hatate for his energy, but to be honest, I was pretty disappointed with him today. So now yeah. I'm wondering, do you go with Beaton to sit, move McGregor for the forward, and then it's one of O'Reilly or Rogic to be that kind of creative player there? Mm-hmm. Abada's in the right for me, Yota's in the left, and Jackie Mackey's through the middle. If you want to win yeah. the game, that's how we've got to play it, I think. It sounds like a pretty strong lineup, I have to say, and it brings up a good point that you've you've mentioned there that we've not really covered on today's match, um, and it, it stretches back to Thursday as well. I mean, I think Thursday was, if I, if I remember correctly, O'Reilly, Rogic, and <coughs> McGregor, and then today you had Hatati, McGregor, and who was the other midfielder? Um, O'Reilly. Um, so, and and then we had a few substitutions to change things about. Is that the area of the team? Do you think where we're kind of almost spoilt for choice we almost don't know what our strongest three is in that middle of the park because to me that does seem the bit of the team that's very very chop change at the moment it seems that way yeah I don't think and I'm I'm happy enough for us to not have a set on three in there if we can mm. change it game by game depending on the opponents and what we need to get out of the game but we definitely don't have working combinations at the moment in there or that consistency which might just come through giving players games. Um, I'm not sure. And we all wanted to see Rogic and O'Reilly together. I'm not sure they work together. Mm -hmm. Maybe they just haven't had the right game yet. Maybe, and this is a point I've been thinking about, and please don't crucify me in the comments for saying this one. (laughs) If we have those two in the midfield, we don't have the midfielder to play alongside them, but we need a Gattuso-type midfielder. (laughs) Yes, I get what you mean. (laughs) <laughs> right? That kind of terrier ball winner, which we don't have, and that allows those two to go and play. I mean, you um, could you could have said Landry and Guemo, but I'll give you good to show. <laughs> oh, I think you might want someone better than Guemo. <laughs> I'd rather have Evander Snow. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Um, no, but it's it's a fair point. I I do think we've got fantastic footballers, fantastic yes. passers, fantastic ball players, but we don't 
we don't have that that player we can call on to to stick a foot in, for lack of a better yeah. word, and, yeah, and, and, we, and disrupt the opposition. Exactly. I'm not looking for a for a dirty player in there. I'm looking for someone that's just going to go and win the ball, break up the play, and maybe Eddie Gucci's that player. I mean, we've only mm-hmm. seen him fleetingly, and it could be him. But obviously, we can't play him in on Thursday night, so we'll not find out for a while. But uh, I think that that's the one player that we're missing in the midfield, the, the one type of player, because we've got all the footballers that we need in there. It's yeah. maybe just having someone that's got even the street smarts to go play European football. Yeah. It's it's an interesting thought that I'm actually thinking as we're talking about the midfield. Um, my love for David Turnbull is well known amongst <laughs> the, the Axon crowd and amongst the commenters. But even I have said that with the amount of signings we've made since January, the timing of his injury coming as 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 like unfortunately timing wise as it did, I have to say that I struggle even with the chopping and changing that you're talking about to see where he slots back in. Does he have a, a significant role to play in the team? Do you think once he does get back into full fitness? Uh, I think probably yes, because. Mm. And I think it's been covered on this pod before, actually. One of the reasons that he's out injured is because Ange played him every week. And yeah. he's probably been overplayed. So it seems that whatever he brings to the team, Ange likes, and he'll find a place for him. But if you're asking me, <laughs> I would struggle to find a place for him in the team. I think yeah. I think the boys that we've got in there now are of a higher quality or, or fit Ange's system a little bit better. But maybe that's exactly the type of competition that David Turnbull needs to raise his game as well. Because a fit Turnbull is a good player, and he's mm. he, he does bring a goal threat from midfield that you know could have been useful today, for example. Yeah, I think as well. Um, one thing I've noticed since Turnbull's um, absence has been forced on the team is. I don't know that he could keep up with the tempo of the play that we've got when we're playing at our best, when we're flying. You know, when you think of Rogic, Hatati, um, McGregor, um, O'Reilly, the speed at which they can pass the ball and move is, is something that I think outstrips Turnbull. And OK, he might be a good option if you're trying to play a slightly different game, for, but for the game I'm just trying to play, I'm not entirely sure that he fits going forward. Yeah, that's my worry with him in terms of him having a long-term future and why I would say that he doesn't fit into my version of Angie's team. Mm. Um, which is, it's harsh on him because, you know, he's, he is a good player. He's a good footballer. He's just not as athletic and as, as quick, always kind of quick in the mind to play the passes that Ange wants to look for. Um, but if he can get him on the training field and work on him, you know, he's got the basis of being a good player. If he can add certain elements to his game, then he, he could still have a, a fairly big role to play. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he's got certainly as much technical ability as any player um, that we've got in the squad at the moment. It's just about changing slightly the tempo that he does it at, which hopefully he will mm-hmm. do. Um, just a final thought before we before we head off for the evening and let everybody enjoy our three-point cushion at the top of the table. Mm-hmm. Um where do you think this stands? I know it's hard to do, especially live on a podcast and whatever when there's games every week. But in terms of the nature of this victory, the fact that we had to come back a couple of times to overcome a, a, a stellar team, the hat-trick from Yakimakis, the fact that we've done it after Rangers dropped points and, and, and got that cushion at the top of the league, 
How significant do you think this weekend has been for us in terms of what happens at the end of the season? Well, it could be massive. You know, it's this is one of those games, and I think Jerry McCulloch mentioned it in the commentary, it's one of those games where champions are made. And yeah. we've, we've dug deep and we've got a win. We've now got a three-point lead. We've extended the leading goal difference by only okay, only by one, but you know, whatever, we've managed to do it. We've shown a lot of resilience today that teams in the past didn't have. Mm-hmm. And and this is this could be one of those games that you can use as a springboard. And Ange is wise enough, I think, that he'll he'll um, he'll play every game at a time. You know, as it comes, it is a, again that old cliche, but he will take every game as it comes, and he'll take this one and we'll take the positives from it that we've We've managed to extend the lead at the top, and then we'll just look to build on it uh, against Hibs at the weekend. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's one of those things for me. Is uh, it's a strange thing to say because so often, as the league progresses and and you go week to week, it's hard to say at the end of the season. Oh yeah, that result against Dundee mm. back in February made a huge difference. But hopefully, in the context of the whole season, it's the point at which we get the we get the lead and we get the gap at the top of the table that we don't then give up. Um, but like you were saying before mm. as well, I think the important thing going forward, as much as points, will be goals as well because I think it will be tight between Celtic and Rangers. We've got two Glasgow derbies before the end of the season, and it's going to be one of these situations where I think it's going to be. You know, fine margins to get that that title victory. Yeah, I think it will be. I think it will go all the way down to the wire. Um, but yeah, this could be like the pivotal weekend because we've seen Rangers drop two points in a game mm. where I didn't watch it, but by all accounts they kind of battered Dundee United in the second half. And I've seen somewhere someone's in they could have had two penalties which they didn't get. So you know that makes a nice change. But it's that's the kind of game that they normally win. Mm. and they didn't and this is the kind of game that we've lost or not lost but drawn in the past and we managed to win it so it's a massive swing and it could be it could be a turning point it could be that kind of psychological turning point in the season that we've now got a three-point lead over them it's it's just proper distance in between us now for the first Mm. time yeah, proper distance. Long may it continue and long may it increase. Uh, thank you very much, Kevin, for, for joining me on the, the, the game coverage today. Thanks, everybody, for your comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, wherever you're watching. We'll be back for the game coverage against Bodo Glimt on Thursday, the, the big game against Hibs next Sunday, and all the bulletins in between. So make sure, if you haven't already, subscribe and catch us there. Thanks to all of you for watching. Thanks again, Kevin. We'll see you again very soon. phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet 
Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.